Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And I got a whole crew here with me. My bride, Sharon, is here. Say hello. Hello. Lily Johnson. Hello. Really glad you're joining us. And uh, Josh Armstrong. Hello. Josh. (laughs) Josh with his radio voice. Very impressive. (laughs) Been looking for an excuse to use that. Um, So we're just going to jump right in here. Um, These two, you don't know who I'm looking at, Josh and Lily. I've just gotten back from a mission trip, and I want to know all the things all about it. So, uh, Josh, why don't you give us get us started? Ta- tell us about the trip, what some of the goals were of the trip, what kind of what the objectives were, and then um, just a little bit about the team, and then we'll just see where it goes from there. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd love Lily. After I do that, for you to give some highlights, Lily's Lily's got a few cool stories to share. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so before I even talk about the trip, just real quick, a, a word about short-term mission trips in general. A lot of people have been asking about, hey, when are you going to do a trip again? Because we used to do quite a few to mm-hmm. primarily to Haiti, and because of the situation in Haiti and COVID and all this stuff, we've just not been doing trips, uh, or at least big team trips, over the last, really, three, four years. And so um, so this was the first one, and and uh, I'm I'm an interesting person maybe to talk to about short-term trips because I've seen good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. And at our church, you know, we, if we're going to do them, we really want to try to do them in ways that are helpful. And so this particular trip we did, uh, we took, there was nine of us, uh, and we went to the Dominican Republic, which obviously shares the island of Hispaniola with Haiti. Um, and we did that so that we could uh, still work with Haitians. There are a lot of Haitians mm-hmm. living over there. Um, and, you know, in regards to what I said as far as a more healthy b- version of a short-term trip, one of the ways that I like to view short-term mission trips is is more than going to, quote-unquote, fix a place or people or whatever mm-hmm. uh, or bring Jesus somewhere because Jesus is clearly already there. Mm-hmm. We really want it to be a discipleship tool for the folks that are going on the trip. Um, we, I know that my life was heavily impacted when I was in college on my first uh, cross-cultural international mission trip. And so being able to give other, especially young people, not exclusively young people, but but young people, uh, a chance to do that yeah. is important. And I think it's going to pay big dividends for the life of our church. Those cross-cultural experiences are a really, really big deal. And this isn't planned, but Sharon, why don't you talk about what happened to you on a cross-cultural mission trip as a young person? Well, yeah, and it was in the Dominican Republic. So I'm sitting here, like, I was just thinking about that and how... I know. I was like, I got called into ministry um, in the Dominican Republic under a tiki hut um, after worship one night. And uh, it really is powerful. I mean, it's any time you can get away and just be with the Lord is really powerful. But to get away and really learn about serving and even suffering and all of that, it's even more powerful because yeah. you're, you know what you're signing up for. You're not signing up for, oh, just the fun and the easy and the youth games and the whatever. I mean, you're signing up for a life of service and a life of suffering. Um, and so I just think it's a it's a huge discipleship tool, and it was really formative in my life for sure. Yep. Yeah, and so going into this particular trip, again, some of the meetings we had before the trip, I was, I was telling our, our team, hey, we're not going there to, you know, you see people wearing these matching t-shirts on airplanes saying, bringing Jesus to Haiti or the Dominican Republic, and it's just, it's really... We saw really, some of those in the airport. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with matching t-shirts. Uh, yeah, but there's but so not much ones wrong to say with those matching guys. t-shirts. As a youth pastor, it's just how you make sure you don't lose anyone. Yeah, I just want to yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we just, we said, hey, you know, God's already heavily at work in these places, and so let's just go and partner with him and what he's doing and with the people that are there. 
let's let's make friends let's build relationships let's uh let's let's help people to understand they're not alone and and let's ask them to teach us and let's learn from them and so i think a lot of that happened on this trip uh like i said we we're going primarily to work with haitians that are living mostly as migrant farm workers um in kind of the central part of the dominican republic not too far out of santo domingo which is the capital um there uh, so we had uh we've been partnering for years now with simple church ministries in haiti and a lot of you guys have that have been to Haiti have, have met Gabriel and some of the other leaders that we have there. Mm-hmm. And that work that they have has, has spilled over uh, on the other side of the island into the Dominican Republic, which is pretty extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And so we were working especially with one church um, that's there, uh, mostly Haitians. And we did several things, but uh, we did some teaching and training. Uh, we just had some cross-cultural experiences with them uh, where they learned from us and we learned from them. And then also we did kind of a vacation Bible school for not only kids at that church, but some other kids in the community to help their church build a, a rapport with people in the area. And so also did some fun sightseeing stuff and uh, got to see one of the oldest churches in the New World, which was built by Christopher Columbus's brother, stuff like that. Wow. So that was really cool. But Very cool. yeah, there's a lot more to the trip, but uh, I'll pause. Lily... Uh, what were, what were one or two things that really stood out to you? Actually, um, but before oh. we hear from Lily, let me just remind you, uh, Lily is an intern with our youth ministry, a big part of what goes on around here. I also want to point out that Lily is wearing uh, headphones mm-hmm. that are not plugged into anything because it makes her feel more like a podcaster. I'm a podcaster, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was my first time out of the country, let alone like a mission trip, so I kind of dove into that. Um so when God told me that I was going to go, it was really weird because they announced, or Josh had announced it in the service, and I wasn't in there because I was serving in preteen the whole three services, and I got like five different texts like, hey, are you going on the mission trip? Like, I'd love, I'd love to fund you, and I'm like, what mission trip? Like, I was uh-huh. like, so not angry, but I was like, what mission trip is everybody talking so about? So you get, you get funding before you even know you're going. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the yes. Lord. That's I know, Jesus. exactly. And I was kind of like, me being like, kind of controlling, but I was like, what mission trip am I going on? Like, what is everybody talking about? So it was <laughs> like confirmation, first of all, re- really quickly, which was nice from God. Thank you. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was just a crazy experience and I loved exploring the culture. And I, like Josh said, I made like a lot of connections, a lot of relationships. Um, and it was just really, really cool to see people with nothing have like everything. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy because the Holy Spirit was like so moving in that church. I remember the first day we even went to the church, um, I got out of the van and they were just singing like praises to God, but I didn't know what they were singing. It was on <laughs> Creel. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it just like, you didn't know what was happening, but you knew it was the Holy Spirit type thing, mm-hmm. which was really, really, really cool. Um, but yeah, that's, I think a couple of things at at that church that Lily's talking about that really stand out to me. And one of the reasons I'm so excited that our church gets to kind of be a part of being in relationship with them is, uh, is that church was planted out of Haiti in the Dominican Mm -hmm. Republic. Um, and you know, there's a lot of hostility between Dominicans and Haitians Mm -hmm. and that church is doing God's work in that I'm, there were so many Dominican kids, uh, that came to the the children's event that we had. You could tell the pastor had made deep connections with Dominican. He built a lot of the Dominicans' mm-hmm. houses in that area. He's a contractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his other job. Uh, and just lots of other ways that they're interconnecting. And so just the reconciliation between Dominicans and Haitians yeah. that is happening through that church was beautiful. And 
uh, I was so excited for, especially again, the young people on this trip to see how they are taking evangelism and church planting seriously. This is a small church uh, in the middle of a place that's not its own people, and yet they have a heart to uh, see gospel, um, you know, expansion and kingdom expansion uh, through their tiny little church. And to be around that's contagious. Yeah, so that seriously. was a really cool thing. That's so important for sure. And then on the trip, I assume Lily was a total, uh, just a bummer the whole time. <laughs> Listen, I, I got a story on Lily. Mood. I got a story. Lily, you could <laughs> okay. be thinking of other stories, but I got one on you. Okay. So the, we don't, you know, when we lived in Haiti, we had all this infrastructure. We had, we were, we were living there. And so we had a, a mission house and we had yeah. vehicles and we had tons of contacts and we just don't have nearly as many resources in the Dominican Republic. And so we were fine, but there were a couple of times early on in the trip, uh, logistically <laughs> where I was like, oh man, like this, this could be pretty rough. There was one morning uh i had made several plans with gabriel our main person we're working with over there and like almost nothing worked according to plan and i'm like i'm responsible you know when you're leading these teams you feel so responsible so i got in the car i was pretty bummed out but trying not to show it and lily (laughs) she knew things weren't going well and she was just the kindest sweetest and most optimistic person she was like let's go take over the world right now we're fine i'm ready and 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 it was really cool it was kind of a reminder to me that oh man chill out like god's in control of this trip and so god used lily in that way and a lot of other really cool ways on the trip if we get lost in the jungle we get lost in the jungle man we 100 percent got, got lost in the jungle sure. but we were definitely lost there we for a minute there. and we found our way and lily was literally happy the whole time yeah, yeah. it was awesome i literally i i was so excited I've never been more excited to be lost in my life. It was great. <laughs> Lily's joy is definitely contagious. I was singing songs in my head. It was awesome. <laughs> we had uh, three people, uh, Ellie, or Ellie uh, Lily, that's my daughter, Ellie. Uh, she was on the trip, too. We had three people, Lily's age, uh, kind of college age, on the trip, which was so great. And, um, and they had a ton of energy. Uh, we also had an older gentleman who a lot of folks at church know, Bill Richmond, who's just a dear friend, and he is amazing, and yeah, uh, yep. he really brought a lot of wisdom to the trip, mm-hmm. um, and uh, actually spoken to several people, several of our lives throughout mm-hmm. the course of the trip. We had Heather, Heather Mounts, who's, uh, who's a teacher in town, and she and my wife Amanda, who was also on the trip, just kept everything together i and can see that you need those Very people yes. heather had wanted to be a missionary for years and through some mm. some life circumstances uh, mm. was not able to and so boy she just came alive yeah. like heather's always amazing so cool yeah. so we just had some really cool people on this trip it was a it was a odd team so odd and yet uh, <laughs> gelled and came together and that that just almost always happens when you uh-huh. when you go and do mission together and so it was great josh how did your kids do i mean that's a big Ooh. deal so our kids were not going to go i won't go into all the details of this this trip really got changed a lot we were actually going to be going with a couple of other vineyard churches and their churches went through some uh difficult things and weren't able to go so we totally changed the nature of a lot of our trip Uh, but through that yeah my family got to go this was the first time we've done uh, like an overseas mission trip together since we lived in haiti um first time my son's been been back on the, the the you know the mission field overseas my daughter's been back before to haiti so they were uh, so excited, and it honestly was incredible. Um, it was so good for our family. One of the things that came out of it, and I'm glad you asked that question, Sharon, is uh, Amanda and I were, were literally, the day we got back, we were walking. We go on walks every day, and we were just kind of debriefing our trip, and we said, we've got to 
do a better job of getting this experience uh, to other families in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard, you know. You got yeah. passports and visas and all the things that come with international travel, and yet just the work that God did in our family's life, having not been together overseas for seven or eight years or so, was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and they did great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that's awesome. But we really want to to offer this experience, and so just Vineyard Church, look out over the next year or two. We're really going to try to to provide some cross-cultural missions mm-hmm. experiences for families. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important. Yeah, yeah, Josh, would you take a minute and talk about that, about the tension that people might feel saying, okay, we're going it, to, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of money to take this type of a trip, and is it okay to take a trip like that when one of the goals is to help my own family um, as mm-hmm. opposed to, not as opposed to, but in addition to helping people there where you're going to be and why, mm-hmm. you know, people feel that tension um, if they haven't really experienced the, the personal value of being on a cross-cultural missions experience. How would you, how would you tell a family to address that if they're, if they're wrestling with it? Both families and just individuals that are going on mission trips, this is going to sound like a weird word of advice, but um, I feel like there are ways when you do mission work in being more selfish, you're actually being less selfish. I mean, here's, here's what I mean when I say that, because that sounds really strange. I think when you're selfish in terms of really seeking after Jesus and wanting to be discipled in a real and new and mm-hmm. authentic way so that you can do more when you get back home, yeah. that's mm-hmm. selfish in a way, but it's unselfish in terms of the amount of dividends it'll provide long term. Uh-huh. And I think that's true of a family. I, I would ask every parent mm-hmm. listening to this, hey, if you could give your kid, this is going to sound really creepy, if you could give your kid a <laughs> pill that would help them mature six months immediately, would you give it to them? Uh-huh. Uh well, you probably want to know any side effects, but let's say there's no side effects. Yes. I think every parent would be like, yeah, anything it takes to get my kid, you know, going in the right direction. And, mm-hmm. and if I can accelerate, you know, their, 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 um, their, you know, their trajectory of their lives in a positive way, I absolutely would do that. And we do that all the time by sending them yeah. to a certain school or getting them a certain resource or providing them a certain, a certain diet. I think a mission trip is a way to accelerate your kid's spiritual life. I mm-hmm. think sure. I just look at my son. Like my son has gone through struggles off and on. He's a great kid, but he's mm-hmm. kind of been uh, tough to parent in some ways. And he came alive in ways that were so beautiful. <laughs> and I can already see these last few days. Like he brought it back with him. The way he, yeah. he's treating his family, the way he's taking his school seriously, the way he's thinking about Jesus. So I think 100% of parents get the opportunity. It is a sacrifice financially and in all the ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really want to see your kid flourish spiritually, it's not a guarantee, but I'd be mm-hmm. shocked if your kid doesn't mm-hmm. really come back changed. But, you know, we have, we have spring breaks. We have fall breaks. We have Christmas breaks. We have summer breaks. Like there are, I, I think at least one of them, you know, mm-hmm. should be one of those things. We're setting this aside to do this, you know, and, um, I don't know if it's a real statistic, but all that I've heard and all that I've experienced is, um, you know, back in youth group growing up, it's like all the students that went on mission trips, um, it seems that they are still following Jesus today. Um, and a lot of the ones that were just sort of on the fringes, um, you know, they just, they experienced the on the fringes, like life spiritually for, you know, and, um, and I don't really know where they are today and it's not like an exact science and all this stuff, but I think, um, yeah, I just think it is so powerful and so formative. Um, and it is hard as a youth pastor to, um, I'm still, I'm trying to look for even like local serving things or in the country serving things for our youth group. Even at youth camp, we have one day set aside where we don't do the fun activities. We serve the camp. We serve Eagle Rock. Like that, um, 
but and then like even as a student going on mission trips you realize like how great you have it in america where you don't know sure. that unless you leave america yes like you just don't you're, you don't even realize your perspective is so different so anyways i just echo what you're saying i think it's yeah, huge seeing, seeing something cross-culturally on a tv screen is not the same as going and and yeah. smelling the smells and hearing mm-hmm. the sounds and and you know all this stuff taking and, cold showers <laughs> and cold showers yep. yeah so like for you Lily, like yeah <laughs> In our last um, place to stay, we I was taking a shower and I had just put shampoo in my hair. That's that's the thing, and the water just turned off like completely. I was like Heather, <laughs> and it was just like okay, this never happened before. It was funny. What, what did you do, Lily? Uh, well, I actually don't remember. I think I washed it with a water bottle. I like rinsed it out. There's I think there's still way. some in there. Yeah, yeah you're resourceful. <laughs> Jesus is good. So like just talking about. The- kids i mean you're not you're not a kid you're a college student but you're you're not too far away from being a kid like no how do you feel this this being your first experience do you feel like it accelerated kind of your spiritual life any or or anything else oh absolutely yeah um even from like the time i said like okay god like i'm going out of the country i've accept like leap of faith because it's scary like going in an airplane always a fear of mine like never know if you're gonna go down not really Eh, well yeah maybe um but just all the general things i'm just like this is crazy a whole other country um and like back to what sharon said like out of the united states you never know how it's gonna be like how others live um but yeah, even just the leap of faith, I've always had troubles trusting God. So I think this, he kind of showed me like, this was just kind of testing my like faith a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from that, but also just seeing how the people there just like worship God so freely. I feel like here, I don't know. It's just, it kind of was different in a way and not that we have more Holy or they have more Holy spirit than we do, but it was just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, especially seeing like a whole other culture worship the Lord and it's the same God, but it's like different languages and different stuff. But yeah, I'd say I've grown only in the fact that like, I don't know, it was just really beautiful. And I got to see the Lord work outside of what I know. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I love what you're saying. And just I want to say what you just said in a different way, it, because I, it struck me also the way that people worship around the world and how different there's there's differences and similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one way that I thought about it one time was, you know, that I'm made in the image of God. They're made in the image of God. So seeing the image of God expressing itself to its creator mm. yes. in new and unique ways mm-hmm. is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like sitting in the church and they were all like worshiping Creole, like I said, and I was like, I started singing like worship songs I knew in English. I was like, yeah, <laughs> but it was awesome because just again, back to the cross-cultural thing, like I learned so mm-hmm. much from them, but yeah, it was awesome. I think it's always a big deal too, to be out of your comfort zone. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. personally, I'm such a comfort zone person. Um, um, and I just think like even just in the airports and going through customs and oh gosh, people customs. talking and they have authority and you don't know what they're saying, <laughs> you know, like there's just a lot of like, it's just very uncomfortable. And so it does, it stretches your faith and then it helps you also like have, I don't know, like more empathy for people who are coming here and don't yeah. know what we're saying and what's going on. And I just think all those things are really good for your faith for sure. It reminds me of a, a story I've, Josh, I've probably told you 10 times about a conversation I had with Rick Coffin, who's a friend of yours now. Um, and he was, uh, at the time, full-time in India and leading a really thriving ministry there. And we were talking about sending a team of people to him. And uh, this is a long time ago. But I said, Rick, just level with me, man. We're, we're talking about sending maybe 20 people 
to India. And, and India's an expensive trip. It's a long trip. If you're going to go that far, you stay a good long time. So it's going to be like three grand a person. And I said, seriously, would you rather have 20 clueless Americans stumbling around India with you that you have to babysit or a check for $60,000? Because well, let's just raise the money. If that's more helpful, we'll raise the money and not go on the trip. And he goes, no, send me the, send me the 20 bumbling Americans every single time. Oh, and awesome. I was shocked. I said, Rick, how could that possibly be more helpful to you? He says, I got 20 shots of people who will come and get a heart for India and come give their lives to serving the people here. And I'll take that every single time. Um, And so even there on the ground, um, this is, this is often these trips is where God calls people into missions work. That's what happened with the Abercrombies. They went with Josh to Haiti and in a real way, they never came back. I mean, they physically came back for a minute, but then they off, they went their life, the trajectory of their life forever changed because they took the risk and, the inconvenience and the expense and, and went on a trip that changed their lives. Yeah. We got to experience uh, a couple other cool things on the trip. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about this trip, and then, Lily, I don't know if you have anything else, but, uh, uh, man, we got to go to a, a Haitian wedding, but it was actually <laughs> it was actually three couples that got married, and, and one of the reasons for that is uh, to save money and resources. Yeah. They all got married at the same time. And well, Was it like any wedding you've ever been to, Lily? Um no <laughs> going back to the language barrier they were saying stuff I was like i'm assuming they're getting married it might be a right. i don't know like i don't know what's going on um but we walked in first time being a minority for me um primarily but they were taking like pictures and videos of us and i was like i didn't know oh. to wave at the camera uh-huh. or just act like i didn't see him but that was crazy and then yeah three people getting married at once it was like okay your turn your turn your turn mm-hmm. um, when it came time to kiss the bride they had like a contest oh, of who could hold it the longest gosh. pretty awkward they were it was awkward going at it yeah it was very <laughs> awkward sorry podcast um but yeah it was very very weird to watch but yeah it was beautiful though they decorated the church with like um you know how you made in like grade school the like the chain links but it's made out of colored paper yeah. and yeah. they wrapped like the poles of the church in like toilet paper and it so was cool. so so beautiful i was like i was crying i was like this is what i want my wedding to look like <laughs> i'm like we uh, could learn from this i know yeah, seriously it really was, it yeah, was yeah it was beautiful seriously. and <laughs> we got to go to also uh there were there were several people that got baptized so we we took a trek down to the river and mm. uh man just beautiful one of the most powerful baptism services i've been seriously. in um, just anywhere um so yeah, man, the team got to experience a lot of really yeah. cool things. We we bonded as a team. I thought it was a, a wonderful trip, and it reminded me, okay, this is why we need to do more of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just yeah. be looking out. We're going to really try to make an effort over the next few months and years of, uh, of uh, you know, bringing teams together to go on mission, um, and not always overseas. Uh, I would just say, you know, mm-hmm. even when we were talking about families a few minutes ago, there are lots of great opportunities here locally and regionally. Mm-hmm. Do do something to go on mission with your family and just see the work that God does in your kids' lives. But yeah. certainly we want to offer that opportunity internationally. And you don't absolutely have to leave the country to have a cross-cultural experience uh, yeah. in this Seriously. country. Yep. So nope. Not nope. even our city. Like. Yeah, not <laughs> even our right. city, and especially yeah. if you branch a little farther out in Knoxville and stuff. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yeah, uh, I, again, if you're, if, if you're a parent listening to this... Um, any chance you can get just to get your kids and your family out of their comfort zone, partner with Jesus to go do what he's doing, uh, and just see what, what God would do in your family. I Love it. highly recommend it. Love it. Seriously. All right. Now, Josh, while we got you here and in front of a microphone, give us, uh, give us an update about what's going on. I mean, that, this is one piece 
that uh, for the missions work that, that we do as a church and that you do with us and with Vineyard USA and all that. But there's a whole lot of other things, a lot of other moving parts. Give us, as I'm putting you on the spot here, but you know, take us around the globe and let us know how things are going in our missions efforts as a church. Yeah, um, well, I think some people listening to this might might know that I'm missions pastor at our church, but then I'm also doing a couple of roles with Vineyard USA, and so uh, kind of like Sharon and some of us that have <laughs> when, when the Vineyard. Oftentimes, if you give them a little bit of yourself, they'll take all of you, which is yeah. fine. And so our church <laughs> is able to allow me to do some of those things, and and I love it. It's all stuff I love to do. So um, let me just talk about our church first, and then I'll talk about really Vineyard and and how God is using the Vineyard globally. Um, yeah. Because there's some cool things coming out of our, our reorg that's happened as a denomination mm-hmm. uh, over these last couple of years. Um, as far as our church, uh, I gave an update not too long ago, so I'll try to keep this a little bit short and see if you guys have any other questions. Uh, many of you know we have we're part of two vineyard partnerships, uh, mm-hmm. meaning that we partner with other vineyard churches to work in two different countries, and those are the Ivory Coast in West Africa. Uh, and Haiti. And so Haiti, we've been working in for quite a while now. Uh, man, I, I feel like I keep saying the same thing about Haiti. Haiti is just in a really bad place. It's very difficult. It's it's hard to, for us to go and do ministry on the ground there. But we very much are staying uh, connected and resourcing a lot of our indigenous uh, leaders and partners that are dear friends of ours. Uh, really one good. of uh, Two of which were just with us uh, in the Dominican with, with Lily and I. Uh, mm-hmm. Gabriel Lindor was there with us. He leads Simple Church Ministries, and he also helps the Abercrombies with their ministry uh, with Access Health Alliance. We had a great time with him. I think it was yeah. refreshing for him. Good. He's an extraordinary leader so that, that God just has his hands all over. And so mm-hmm. got yeah. to be with him. And we were also with Wesley Luisius. Mm-hmm. Wesley is the director of the Freedom House. Again, I think it was really a breath of fresh air for him to get out of the country for uh, for a week and come spend time with us. And so we had some great quality time with him. That's great. But Freedom House is, is uh, despite all odds, they're doing well. Simple <laughs> yeah. Church Ministry is doing well. Uh, the Abercrombie's ministry is doing well. Uh, also, our, our 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 ministry that we've um, helped start in Laborde, which is in the central plateau of Haiti, mm-hmm. uh, is really thriving. There's a, a church and a school that we helped start there, and just recently we were able to provide electricity um, mm-hmm. through a solar power generator we sent out there. A lot of you guys have heard about that. We did that through our, our must-have gifts efforts. And so, so that's all set up and operational now? It's mostly operational. Yeah. They're still doing some troubleshooting, but the, the unit's there. And um, I think I shared with our church from the stage, but I'll, I'll mm-hmm. so <laughs> forgive me if you've heard this twice. But uh, It's one worth of hearing fr- twice. It is. One of, <laughs> I'll make it short. One of our Freedom House kids, Ronnie, uh, who's just a kind of a, a wonderkind. I think I'm saying that right. He's, he's extraordinary. He's great. Uh, he uh, never ceases to amaze us. Uh, with uh, with just um, his intelligence and his wisdom and his love of the Lord, and so he comes from Laborde, and uh, we took we sent two of these solar power generators to Haiti, one to the Freedom House, and the other was going to be uh, sent via mule and people's backs to um, to uh, Laborde. And so Ronnie, who is from Laborde but now lives at the Freedom House, we they were not going to be able to put this thing together. We were going to send mm-hmm. some Americans down to help them because it's an elaborate system. And mm-hmm. Ronnie figured it out, um, and it is fully operational at the Freedom House now. How which old is, is Ronnie? He just turned eighteen, so he's one of our older kids. That's awesome. Uh, but I mean, very okay. advanced electrical work. I mean, it's it's uh-huh. crazy. That's I looked incredible. at it; and it was blew my mind. <laughs> uh, and now Ronnie is leading the expedition and the efforts to assemble the second unit in Laborde where. 
he is that's from. Hard. And so, so cool. that's going to provide electricity for the, the church and the school and several houses in the area. There is no electricity in that area. There was that's no amazing. schools or anything in that area before we had first started working there a few years ago. And so, yeah, Haiti, despite all, um, I'm so thankful for our church and how we've been able to um, just come alongside indigenous leaders. And, and just for context, the despite all is that it's been a really rough time in the nation of Haiti. Some people may or may not be aware of that, but it's been, it, it's always been tough sledding, it seems like, in Haiti, but it's been particularly rough the last, what would you say, three or four years? Yeah, five. yeah. the political situation and the, the gangs that have taken over, I mean, Gabriel's called me from his house several times over the last few months, and he he's on the roof of his house holding his phone up, and you just hear gunfire all around him. I mean, it's it's intense. It's insane. It's uh, so sad. Even just some stories Gabriel was just telling us last week about what his son's having to go through, and he can't go to school right now. It's very, uh, very alarming. Um so yeah, uh, before we say anything else, keep praying for Haiti, but particularly for those ministries that I mentioned and the leaders mm-hmm. involved in those. They're they're dear friends of ours. And then in the Ivory Coast, uh, we continue to see church planting movements uh, thrive amongst uh, unrich people groups, uh, mostly Muslim and Muslim animist unrich people groups. And uh, that's in West Africa, by the way. In West Africa, mm-hmm. yeah, that work has spilled over into Mali, and it's also now spilling over into Liberia and. Um, it's looking like we're going to be able to start having a presence in uh, Niger, or uh, and so um, and so all of those are, with the exception of Liberia, are, fr- are French speaking, uh, and so we're seeing missionaries that are raising up out of the, some of the initial people that we started walking with and training, and they're going to these other people groups and countries, and so that is so cool. The West Africa stuff's amazing, mm-hmm. um, and then one other thing I'll say is, uh, let's see if you guys have any other thoughts or questions, but. Um, yeah, in terms of just the Vineyard USA and our missions efforts, I'm I'm really, really excited uh, to be a part of that and for our church to be a part of the Vineyard. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an extraordinary season for Vineyard missions. Uh, Bubba Justice has become um, the the missions coordinator for the Vineyard and Vineyard USA, and, and I get to serve on his team. It's a great team of people that, that love the Vineyard and love seeing God uh, expand his kingdom across planet Earth. And so mm-hmm. out of the reorg, we've got some fresh vision. I'm really excited about that. Got some new places that we're going to be working in. Um, and uh, our national conference this year, one of the main themes is going to be not only missions, but unreached people groups. So mm-hmm. as a denomination, uh, yeah. our, the Vineyard is, is, is taking um, the efforts to, to go to people that have never heard about Jesus very seriously. And mm-hmm. that is obviously near and dear to our church's heart. So yeah. I'm really pumped about this season and getting to be involved with all that. I love that. We we obviously travel in a lot of vineyard circles and leadership circles and things like that, and they're always telling us, "Thank you so much for mm. uh, for just Josh, like yeah. <laughs> this. Thank you for him. Thank you for allowing him to do all the things that he does." Um, it's just been really sweet. So, like, everyone's really grateful for you, and uh, yeah, we're grateful that you get to do what you're doing. I'm grateful for our church. I just I tell people all the time. I have to pinch myself that you know we came we came back from living in Haiti and. Aaron and some of the other leaders were just like, hey, like, be a resident missionary and, and let's just see what God's doing and just freeing me up to be able to do things that I love, but also to help get other people in our church involved with that. And our church has been so generous. And so mm-hmm. it is a blessing. I think our church is, is really unique um, in a lot of ways in that because I talked to uh, not only vineyard churches, but all kinds of churches that say, wow, your church allows you know that position to be open. That's incredible. Like, And they've thought about doing something like that themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So thanks so much to those of you who give uh, and give yes. to our church in general and above and beyond the Vineyard <clears throat> Missions. Like it, it is making a huge impact. It it really matters. Your generosity yeah. really matters. So you guys are awesome. I'm so so grateful for that. I've it's a tired illustration now, but I don't care. I'll probably use it forever. Um, one of the most important things our church will ever do is, is be Josh's offensive line, uh, throw our weight around a little bit, get him in the open field, um, and uh, be able to do the things that you're uniquely gifted to do. So we're really glad you're obeying the Lord every step of the way. Um, thanks or at least for, thanks for doing that even when I'm fumbled, because that's happened more than once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it goes, man. <laughs> that's how it goes. Good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you have any questions about missions in general, Josh at vineyardchurch.us. That'll do it, right? Sure won't. Josh.armstrong at vineyardchurch.us. I bet Josh will do it too. I bet. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Josh.armstrong at vineyardchurch.us. And uh, yeah, that way, if you have any questions about what's going on, how you might get involved, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that's how you you know. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, everybody. Anytime. Have a great day. (laughs)